Welcome to the Equipped Podcast, where corporate woman Cassie Duke and college basketball coach Clarice Garcia help you uncover what God's Word says about who you are and His promises for you. This podcast is a journey to equip and empower you to operate and thrive in your God-given identity. Great day and welcome back to this edition of The Equipped. I am Clarice Garcia and I am joined with Cassie Duke. Cassie, we are here again, episode 30. Episode 30, which is crazy. And I was sitting here thinking we've been doing this right out of year, maybe a little bit longer. And just Mm -hmm. how God is so faithful, um, even in the midst of, you know, busy schedules and crazy lives that we still get the opportunity to meet and have these conversations. And guys, we love we love doing this, and thanks to each of you who take the time to come in and listen. Absolutely. Well, Cassie, I know for a lot of people, and a little bit personally, this kind of hits home a little bit, when you think of you know the new year starting, and we're about a month, a little over a month into this new year, um, for some people that I know personally, and then kind of for myself, it has not started off how we had anticipated, and sometimes it looks absolutely different from prayers that we have been lifting up before God and contending the heavens for answers for various situations. And I know in me sometimes, and probably in others listening, it raises the question, God, do you hear me? And just kind of going to delve into this topic, Cassie, I know we've talked a lot about, um, about this. And one thing that is always fun about how God works in our lives is whenever we're about to study a topic, he sometimes will give us something tangible. He'll give us a reminder or just kind of confirm that he really does want us to speak on this. Um, so I do, I think it is an important time to talk about God hearing us. And it's interesting because for my job, I do travel a good amount and I was finished up with watching a high school game last night and I was checking into the hotel, got in the elevator and went to push the button and literally this little sign next to the call button said, um, blinking indicates call is answered. <laughs> and I just started laughing. I literally started laughing because I just thought, wow, God, it would be so incredibly awesome if we just had this indicator light in our life that literally said, Hey, I heard your prayer and it's blinking because it's being answered. And it just made me laugh because when we think that we're not being heard or we believe that we are, whatever place we're in, it's just neat to know that God is there. Yeah, 100% of the time. And I like your example. You know, of course, we would love that when we pray, get a little check. (laughs) check mark or the read receipt like we get on our text messages mm-hmm. of like okay he got that he heard it and yes. I you know obviously God spoke to both of us this week about this topic and we did feel so led to share with you guys and to talk about this because as Corey said whether your year started off with maybe not looking like the way you wanted it to go or maybe it's been exactly what you want it to be or somewhere in between this question of does God hear me Um, Yeah, is a valid one because one as humans, you know, that desire to be heard and understood is such a deep, innate thing within us. But also as a believer, like you just said, Clarice, we don't always get confirmation. This is where faith comes into play, right? Like we are saying, Lord, you know, I'm crying out to you. I'm doing these things in your will. I'm reading your word and praying in the way Mm -hmm. that you taught me to pray, but I may not be seeing the results of that Mm -hmm. yet. And so 
I think it's realistic and I think it's fair for us to bring it up for the group that if you've ever yeah. had the thought or question, did God just hear me? Does he yeah. hear my prayers? Mm-hmm. That's an okay thought to have. And Absolutely. scriptures, we're going to dive into those today. Actually, yeah. anytime yeah. that you're having questions like that, turning to the word is the way to go. Mm-hmm. And that's, and that's what I do most and what God has taught me and those around me who have um, kind of built me up in faith and, and teaching have always said, when you have a question or you're questioning God, turn to scripture first, because a lot of people I'll ask them there, you know, they'll say, I'm not hearing from God. I'm not hearing from God. And I'm, I'll ask, they'll say, well, and it's been asked of me. That's why I can ask it. They'll say, well, are you reading your word? And if the answer is no, then that's probably the best place to start because mm-hmm. we have to remember his word is for us. It is written. I mean, it is, it is his word. It is living. We've talked a lot about that. And so when we come up with questions or we raise the questions to God, God, do you hear me? Um, we get to look to his word. And one of the first places we can turn is Psalm 55, 16 and 17, which says, but I call to the Lord and the Lord will save me evening and morning. And at noon, I utter my complaint and moan and he hears my voice. And it just looking at that it's evening, morning, noon, anytime. And it's neat to know that God literally is with us because he promised that in his word. That's who he is. And so when we call this, this, this word call um, paints the picture of summoning, um, calling out, crying out. And it also then indicates just this summoning and inviting someone to help you. Um, One of the other words that I thought was neat with giving this visual is to just call and commission And I thought that was neat because it's like, okay, I'm calling on you, God, to help me. But then I'm also commissioning you to be the help. And I love that visual because it's like, okay, I can call on you, but then still try and do it on my own. But there is that release of God, I'm going to let you do it. Um, And then just knowing that he hears my voice. It says that later on. He says, he hears my voice, Um, which is awesome because it means to hear with attention or interest. So again, I think of sometimes the things that I'm talking to God about, I'm like, does he even care about this? And his word promises us that he listens with interest. Yeah, which stands out because, again, Mm -hmm. that's so hard to find. You know, oftentimes Mm -hmm. you can be heard, actually. One of Clarice's Mm -hmm. uh, fellow coaches, I saw a clip this week where he was talking to his team and said, you may be hearing my voice, but that doesn't mean you're listening to me. Mm. And that makes me think here that we have such confidence of what the word promises us that God not only hears us, but he's listening with intent and an interest. And so we can't even wrap our heads around that. Like, how is the creator of the universe capable of listening to every detail and having interest in every intricate detail in my life. But he does. And the word promises us that. Mm. And going into other scriptures, Clarice, I mean, like many topics, there's multiple scriptures on this, but the next one we want to read to you all is in the book of Jeremiah and it is chapter 29, 11 through 14. And so the scripture reads for, I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord plans for welfare and not for evil to give you a future and a hope. And here's the listening part in 12. He says, then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will hear you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart and I will be found by you, declares the Lord. Mm. And excellent promises in this scripture. You know, not only the fact that the Lord's plans towards us are good and not evil with a future and a hope, but he promises again, 
when you will will call upon me the same yeah. call as above like Corey said call with commission and you come and pray I will hear you and get the same type of hearing with inter- mm-hmm. interest in what you're saying and I love this also truth about the Lord that when you seek me you will find me he's mm-hmm. not hiding he's not Amen. trying to make it hard he's not trying to make us chase him or seek him out he makes it very clear um, yeah. of how we can approach him and that promise yet again, Clarice, that he yeah. hears what we're saying. Amen. Well, I love that you said that he is not hiding um, because it means that we will get to encounter him and mm-hmm. you can't meet, you can't meet or encounter someone who's not there. <laughs> right. So I just love the visual of walking up to a place for, for an appointed meeting and saying, Oh, I had a meeting with this person at this time and they are there present. And it's just that visual of he wants to um, spend time with us. He wants to, us to encounter him and, and both have to show up for that to happen. And I think sometimes we get to this place where, well, I'm not hearing him. It's like, well, did you show up? Mm. And that's, that's a hard question. Yeah. <laughs> that's the question. Mm-hmm. Um, Ooh, I could unpack that for a while. Maybe that's a, yeah. maybe that's a future <laughs> podcast. <laughs> right. Did we show up? <laughs> yeah. And we're asking, does he hear us? Maybe our next question mm-hmm. is, uh, mm-hmm. did we cry out? Um, mm-hmm. Another scripture. So that was Jeremiah. Another one that promises this in the New Testament is in the book of 1 John, chapter 5, 14 <clears throat> through 15. And this one reads, and this is the confidence that we have towards him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Mm. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the request that we have asked of him. And again, this is John talking, talking about confidence. Like we don't have to doubt this. We don't have to wonder. Um, We have confidence that when we ask and the key thing here is according to his will. We'll talk about this later, but you know, God's not just up there. As a genie, I think Clarice used that term of like, we say our wishes, he makes them come true. No, part of Mm. this walk is praying according to his will. And like we've talked about in previous podcasts, knowing that his heart towards us is good. And like we just read in Jeremiah, his plans and purposes are good for hope in the future. So when we align with his will and ask these things, we can see here in John, he says we can be very confident that not only does he hear us, but that we have the request we ask of him. Yeah. Amen. And I love that. I love that you reference a genie one. And I think um, <laughs> if anyone watched the Super Bowl recently, they talked about um, the quarterback. He was saying, I'm so excited to go to Disneyland. So I was working out this morning and was watching the commercials and the song, when you wish upon a star, it doesn't matter who you are, your dreams come true. And I thought about that with praying and it's like, you don't, you're not throwing this arbitrary abstract thing out Mm -hmm. there and hoping it lands on this arbitrary star and maybe it will happen (laughs) it's like no the god of the universe says he is with you says he hears Mm -hmm. you and so you don't have to just throw out this hope wishful prayer prayer or desire or whatever it is um not knowing what's going to happen right we have confidence Mm -hmm. i love that that it's not Maybe it might, let me just toss this in here and see like, no, we have a, we have <laughs> mm-hmm. a confidence in a very clear mm-hmm. direction in the word of God of how he hears us and even teaching us how to pray and how to approach, yeah. uh, approach him. But the beautiful part of this is that he invites us to call like the creator yeah. of the universe. Clarice, it just warrants a pause. Mm-hmm. Like the magnificent God is saying, Hey, Cassie, Hey, Clarice, Hey, listener. 
call to me. I want to know mm-hmm. about your day-to-day life, yeah. about your desires, about your wants, etc. And that is just yeah, mind-blowing and- in a wonderful way. Absolutely. And we see it over and over and over again in scripture about different people who mm-hmm. have called out to the Lord. You, you see New Testament, Old Testament, just these stories. And I think one that warrants um, unpacking this morning, we've talked about this in previous podcasts, is the story of Hannah. Mm-hmm. And we're going to kind of do a high level overview of it. But it's neat because our last podcast, we talked about um, grace and Actually, her name means grace. And so it's neat to just kind of even see this, just the small connection there. And when you look at her story, you you see um, one thing about her was that God remembered her. And what was so neat is because if he remembers us, then it means that we've encountered him. We've been with him. We've talked with him. And so he obviously it's just apparent that she spent time with him. And so kind of the overview is just, um, you know, this gentleman had two wives. One of them was Hannah. Another, um, the other wife um, was Penaniah, Peniah, or I'm not quite sure, <laughs> maybe butchering that. But one of them had children and one of them didn't. And for Hannah, it gave her great sorrow that she was not the one who, mm-hmm. um, was able to have children. And it even said of her that the Lord had closed her womb. Mm -hmm. And I think of our lives sometimes and okay, if he closed her womb, then it was not yet time for her to go through the stage of bearing children and being a mother. And I think for us, you know, we're thinking of these prayers and it's like, okay, well, I'm not getting the answer I want or whatever it is, but it's like, okay, it's not yet time. So I think just seeing this played out in someone who actually is talked about in scripture is helpful for us. But anyway, you know, we've talked about this before, like I said, but, um, his other wife would just provoke her and it caused her to just cry out. And even her husband um, would say, am I not enough? Why, why are you so distraught? And so, you know, you look then to when she goes um, to the temple and prays and um, the priest at the time was there and she's just praying and praying and just distressed and weeping bitterly. And, um, vowed to the Lord. And she said, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your servant and remember me and not forget your servant, but will give um, to your servant a son, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life and no razor shall touch his head. And so, you know, you go through these things where she's just literally speaking from her heart and just moved to just tears and crying out. And, um, you know, you kind of look then she's not seen as praying like she actually is referred to as a drunk woman and to t- and told to put her wine away and she's saying um no I'm just troubled in spirit I've been pouring my heart out and so the priest of the of the temple at the time said well go in peace um the God of Israel will grant your petition that you have made and and she said let your fir- servant find favor in your eyes and so then They rose again the next day and they worshiped and they went about their way and inevitably God remembered her and she conceived and bore a son and named him Samuel. Yeah, which is remarkable. And this was um, actually, I love it that this scripture reference, of course, for this is first Samuel one and two. And Mm -hmm. so uh, those of you listening, it's 
a quick read and definitely worth their time yeah. to go back and actually read the details of the story. Um, but I love how the book of Samuel, which was her firstborn mm-hmm. son and all that he did for the kingdom starts off with the story of his mother who's crying out mm-hmm. to the Lord and how his beginning was. And I actually found it very interesting in scripture. It starts off with the story of Hannah, but then when it gets to the story of Samuel, it just calls her his mom. <laughs> like it almost <laughs> right. transitions away and he's the highlight. He's the promise. And so yeah. I think of what she was so yearning for. God was so delighted to provide it. But mm. Corey, when we read this and we see the high level overview, it's so relatable, you know, yeah. like on the surface, I look and go, okay, I don't understand these times. The right. guy had two husbands, you know, yeah. she was desperate for a child. Wives, and, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Two wives. <laughs> Sorry. <not> two husbands. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> two wives. That'd be very confusing. Yeah. The husband had two wives. Um, you know, childbearing at that point in time was such a big deal and a big thing for women to be able to do. And right now, you know, when you look at this on the surface, uh, how do I relate to that? You know, I don't have a sister wife situation. Having children is important now, but it's not like it was back then. But when we look at her process of what she went through in this, does God hear me when she was crying out as Clarice just walked through, um, I can identify with some of these in seasons Mm -hmm. where maybe I was crying out, you know, so Clarice mentioned, the other wife was taunting her, you know, so that kind of rubbing yeah. in your face, like I've got kids, you don't, you know, okay. so oftentimes when we're praying to the Lord and asking for something, we do see people in our life, maybe receiving what we're believing for. And yeah. hopefully you haven't had to experience this intentional taunting, but maybe you have. And so yeah. I can relate to that. And then she's misunderstood. Even her husband, the person who's the closest to her is saying, essentially, am I not enough? And he actually says in scripture, why are you downhearted? Don't I mean more to you than 10 sons? Mm-hmm. So then she's in this season, Clarice, I know we've both done it where we're crying out. And then even the people around you don't get it. Yeah. And you're, you feel so alone. And that's where, you know, you mentioned she was crying out bitterly before God alone, a very mm-hmm. common feeling. Clarice, I don't know mm-hmm. in your seasons of this, have you ever felt that aloneness oh, when you're waiting? Oh, absolutely. And it, and it is, it's those, those seasons where you, not only are you, I mean, you could be phys- like physically alone where maybe you're waiting for a husband or whatever you're waiting on um, life partner. Um, but it's literally just this feeling of s- seclusion and almost yes. hiddenness where it's like, I'm not even seen. Well said. Hmm. Um, and then, you know, as the story goes on, you know, she's judged um, yeah. for what you know the way even the way she's praying as Clarice said she's in the temple and words aren't coming out of her mouth and the priest is assuming she's drunk and so what a downhearted state um her faith through this she knew that God heard her she knew it and so I love Clarice her reaction afterwards and guys let's not minimize this like the scriptures here said this went on year after year. Like this is not mm-hmm. a, this wasn't like a one month situation. This was years of her life. And, you know, I hesitate to even go into time frames because we love to compare. It's like, okay, so-and-so waited right. this long. So I'll wait this long. That's not how it works with the Lord. His timing is his timing. But I say right. that to say that what Hannah went through was not just a momentary thing. It went on for years. Mm-hmm. But when the promise came as, yeah. Um, as Corey said, when she became pregnant with that son, not only did she follow through with her part, she promised mm-hmm. the Lord upon receipt of the son that she would 
give him over to her. And guys, that wasn't just dedicating his life mm. to the Lord. After he was old enough, you know, she said once he, the scripture said once he was weaned, mm-hmm. she took him to the priest and left him there with the priest to be raised yeah. um, by them and to become the servant of the Lord. And so I love that because that's a picture of giving, you know, just yeah. first and foremost, giving her first and her best. Then she prays in chapter two, there's 10 verses of her just rejoicing and praising the Lord yeah. again, knowing she's heard, knowing he delivered on the promise. This is her reaction. And then as she followed through, we see later in the story, she gets five more children. So the Lord, when yeah. he hears us, it's not necessarily even just for the one thing we're asking for. His heart towards us is for mm-hmm. good. He has plans, purposes, hope, future. So he knew ultimately she would have six kids yeah. in this crying out phase. Mm-hmm. And the story is remarkable. Just, yeah. And I could just think of how he would just look in, at, over the situation and just see this. Um, and he's, he's not uninvolved because he's not answering. You know, and I think that's where sometimes I get stuck and, and, you know, just looking at the story and looking at these different things, this is going to hit us as an audience or us as people differently. And I just think of, you know, looking at God in this situation and, and he seemingly for this long duration, you said years and years, he seems uninvolved. And I think that's one of the biggest lies that the enemy wants to Mm -hmm. cast over us is just that he's uninvolved and disinterested. And this completely debunks that because, um, again, she had a petition. She was able to take it before the Lord. And I think even in this story, if God would have even not given her children, we could have still seen his goodness because yes. it, it's not about what we get or don't get. And, and I think for us listening, um, you know, like I said, this is going to hit us differently because we, we do go through these different seasons and, and one way we can think about how God hears us or whatnot is, okay, we're in this place where I know God hears me, right? I know he does and I'm confident that he does and, and I'm actively going after him. Um, there may be some of us who are in this season where, you know, I just don't believe God hears me. Um, I have been there and it's a tough place to be because at that point you kind of go mute and you're like, well, my voice to the heavens doesn't even matter because I don't even think he hears me. Um, And then there's this third one where you're like, you know, I'm not sure if he hears me. Um, So I may pray sometimes I may not, Um, not really going to hope or put much thought into it beyond what I say. And, and here we are. And I think what's so interesting is that we get so feeling driven And that's so tough because when I don't see an answer and, and I don't see something tangible or I haven't gotten confirmation or I haven't heard something sometimes because I didn't see it, I don't feel it. I don't believe that he has heard me and he's not this, this person who wants us to perform to make him answer. So there's not this equation where it's like, okay, I picked the Lord's prayer. I picked the prayer of Jabez or I picked whatever prayer model there is in the Bible. Well, I picked this prayer model and I performed it and I said it every morning and then God answered my prayer. That's not how it Mm -hmm. works because his answers don't indicate that he has heard us or not. His word indicates that he has heard us and we have to take him at his word. Now, whether we 
get what we've petitioned for or get what we're requesting, we may or may not, you know, but at the end of the day, we have to take him at his word um, that he says that he hears us. Absolutely. And Clarice, that makes me think of what you just said. First of all, guys, well said um, point by Clarice of this. His hearing us is not based upon the result. Mm-hmm. You know, his hearing us is based upon his truth that we've already read in scripture. And we know we read it about in Hebrews about faith, you know, yeah. how it is impossible to please God without faith. You know, God mm-hmm. loves faith and faith is the, in Hebrews 11, one tells us being sure of what we hope for and certain yeah. of what we do not see. So like Clarice just said, seeing the results is not an indicator of God's hearing us or God's faithfulness. Yeah. Our responsibility is to trust and believe in faith, the scriptures we're reading. And even if we don't see it, yeah, we're certain of it. And so mm-hmm. how this hits us, like Clarice just said, you guys, you may be in a variety of different places and um, be encouraged. As mm-hmm. Clarice said, we've both been in all three of those. Yeah. And that confident season of I know I'm heard in the season where I don't think he hears me at all. And mm-hmm. that somewhere in between. Um, and obviously our encouragement for you today is to seek out the scriptures and get to that place of where, you know, without a shadow of a doubt that the God of the universe hears you because that yeah. is the truth. Mm-hmm. And so while his answers may vary, you know, mm-hmm. to our prayers, it may be a yes, it may be a no, or maybe a wait, not right now. Yep. Again, uh, living our lives based on his answer isn't that mm-hmm. living our lives is based upon his truth that we read yeah. earlier that he hears us. He turns and listens with intention to what we have to say. Mm-hmm. Amen. Well, and I think that's I think that's what's so important. And as we're navigating life through all seasons where they're good, they're bad, you know, they're the waiting seasons. Um you know, it's just, it's just interesting because if you look at Hannah, when she was presenting then her son to Eli, um, the priest, she said, um, I am the woman who is standing here in your presence, praying to the Lord. And it wasn't anything other than she wasn't saying, um, she wasn't saying anything other than that's, that's what my heart stance was. Like, all I know is that I prayed to the Lord and I was that woman who was heard by the Lord. Mm-hmm. And, and at the end of the day, it's, it, there's a period. And so, you know, she could have, it could have stopped the story there, but she goes on and is able to say for this child, I prayed and the Lord granted me my petition that I made to him. Um, but either way, are you that person who is praying to the Lord? And at the end of the day, if we can say yes, then we can know that we get to talk to him and he wants to encounter us in deep and new and personal ways. And I think that's what's so awesome about this journey is that he's going to encounter us in ways that are deeply personal to us because he made us. He knows what ministers to the various levels of our heart and inner workings, and he is going to show up for us how we need it. Absolutely, he is. And my last thought, and this is a real practical thought, guys, of um, Clarice and I just recently had this conversation. We, had, we were blessed to have the opportunity to be together recently mm-hmm. in person um, and talking about this very topic and things in life that we, we know we were praying for and maybe we got the answer no. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and we were talking to each other through just, you know, what that feels like, the disappointment, you know, the reality of maybe getting a no. Mm -hmm. But Clarissa made such a profound point of how deeply satisfying and peace-giving it was when that confirmation came up. She knows he heard her. I know he heard me like, well, I don't want to minimize the value that comes from feeling understood and feeling hurt. Even when that yeah. answer is no, there's such peace that can come in comfort in knowing that my heavenly father heard me. I trust him. And if he said no, there's, there's a reason okay. and there's a why. Amen. I'm so glad you remember that. I forgot we had, we had talked about that, but now I remember that. And that was the big point of my no was, yeah, it was just that at the end of the day, he heard me and I could rest in that. Right. And the peace that you, that came across in you and your spirit, Clarice, mm -hmm. when you were even telling me that story, cause like I knew the disappointment of the no, mm -hmm. but to watch your countenance change, your spirit man shift and the sincerity of the value of being hurt, the value mm -hmm. of being understood by your heavenly father, that he knew your heart mm -hmm. and he heard you. Um, that made all the difference. So while yes, the mm -hmm. answer is important. We always want, you know, if we're praying for it, obviously mm -hmm. it's something we want, but the yeah. bigger value and kind of my takeaway from this conversation with Clarice today was the value in being heard and the promise that we have in his scriptures that we are valuable yeah. enough to him that he wants to hear it. He wants the time. He wants to understand our hearts mm -hmm. and the loving father that he is in his timing. He'll determine the appropriate answer to these things. Amen. Well, Cassie, would you love to close with some prayers? You could just, you know it. <laughs> yeah, I would love it. Uh, Lord Jesus, father, we thank you so much uh, for today. Father, we thank you for your word. Um, forgive us. We repent of the times that we don't value it in the way that we should, because this is insight into who you are, your promises towards us, etc. And then you give us stories like Hannah's that happened so long ago, but it's so relatable to see this woman that we can identify with and her heart's cry to you and to watch you walk her through these years. And then in this scenario to ultimately come through in the promise of what she had asked for and to see how that impacted the kingdom with this, her son, Samuel. And so Lord, I just, I thank you for your word. I thank you for scriptures. I thank you for the encouragement that comes by reading it. And father, I pray over Clarice, myself and every single person listening right now, Lord, that we understand the truth that you hear us. Yeah. Like even right yeah. now, as we're speaking these words out, father, that you in heaven are hearing these, hearing the cries of our heart of each listener here today. And Father, you care. You care about the details of our mm -hmm. life. You care about what our comings and goings are. Father, you desire that we know you more and that our heart's desires line up with your will and you will yeah. gladly lead us to that. Father, you just ask that we call out. Like Clarice said, ask that we're coming to you in prayer and just involving you in this, in this walk that we're doing here on earth. You know, so often People come to you for salvation, for heaven, which is wonderful. Eternity is amazing. But Father, you are so present in this day-to-day -day life here on earth that you want to give us an abundant life here, not just yeah. in the future. And so, Lord, we thank you for that. We thank you for your detailed care. And Father, for anybody listening that may be in a season of discouragement, where yeah. they're in that place where they're saying, he doesn't hear me. I, you know, who knows what's why, why am I even praying right now? Father, right. I ask that you so gently and so tenderly remind them of your truth that you absolutely do hear them, that the time in prayer with you is absolutely worth 
that time and investment because you, it's time with you. It's time getting to know you and you care and you love them. So father, we come against any lie um, that may be speaking in people's minds that, Oh, well, it's not worth it. He's not hearing me. We know that's Mm. not true. And father, we stand on your word and that truth and may it resonate in each one of the listeners hearts today. We love you. We thank you for today. Father be with us and you are with us, but may we be aware of your presence as we go through the rest of the day. And it's in Jesus name we pray. Amen. Amen.